Good evening, my fellow Americans. Take the red pill. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. The disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. All we have built, all we have worked for, would be destroyed. There is nothing the political establishment will not do. And this nation will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action. These criminals cannot be rewarded. So that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. They're coming after you and I'm just standing in their way. Here I am. You and I have a rendezvous with death. The cost of freedom is always high. Those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. This is a crusade! This is a holy war against the deep state! We never wanted to be right, but yet things are all adding up to the firestorm. Am I the only one here tonight Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks of taking all the good we got And turning it back Hell, I'll be damned I think I'm turning into my old man Am I the only one Willing to bleed Take a bullet for being free Screaming what the hell at my TV For telling me Yeah, are you telling me That I'm the only one Willing to fight For my Sees it as it is And worries about his kids As they try to undo All the things he did Am I the only one Who can't take no more Screaming If you don't like it There's a freaking door This ain't the freedom We've been fighting for It was something more
morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy, and I'm having like a bad beard day, but that's okay. Don't let it bother you or, or distract you from what's at hand here. Today's episode, the end is near. We're going to be talking about America, America. America, I once knew an America that is coming anew. I hope everybody is doing well out there, man. I honestly do. It's been an interesting day for myself. Now my other my other kid is home sick and uh, trying to get him back to school tomorrow. It's not as bad for him, which is good. Um, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we think this is because I've heard reports from multiple people now in the last few days about that. I'll get into that in a second. But if you are new here to the Red Pill Project, the Daily Dose or anything that we do over here, please hit that subscribe button where you're at and where you're watching at. Hit that like, share, and comment. Get in those chats. Go ahead. Get out there. Get active. Um, so what do we do here at the Red Pill Project? Well, to make it simple is we are exposing the globalist agenda, the underlining agenda, the infiltration of the United States of America, the turning of the United States into a Marxist country, the infiltration, the invasion that has happened uh, over the last 50 years. We are trying to stop that, turn that back around and bring America back to its old glory, right? On the other hand, is that we all know that we're in the midst of this grand war, this great awakening. Um, there is the war right now between what's called the Great Reset, which is inevitable. It's going to happen. But is it going to happen the way that the globalists want it to, to happen? Or is it going to be more aligned with what we call the Great Awakening? This awakening of minds, of innovation, of consciousness, of people coming together to reestablish the doctrine of peace on this planet and kind of go into that thousand year reign that we've all hoped for and wished for. So in navigating this, this terrain, what we find is that there are certain things that are utilized by the evil in this world to perpetuate fear, to promulgate fear and to bring about their agenda. Um, a lot of that has to do with things that affect us in our daily life, whether it's bio-warfare, whether it's the, the taking over of our history, of our education systems, um, our political systems, or whether it is social and cultural destabilization, which we're seeing a lot of right now, um, and we've warned is going to be coming, uh, is going to get much, much worse before it ever gets better. So when we're looking at this, we see that there's all of these things that are kind of accumulating within the societal view. And you have to wonder is how many of these things are, are naturally derived, just things that come about through consequence or um, albeit being something that is derived through orchestration, through planning, through strategy, and through, through tactics. And I would say that the majority of the stuff that we're seeing right now um, is done in the sense of warfare. Now, how does that make sense? Well, from my research, from the things that I've done over the many, many years, I've gained a, a vision of what these, what the structure looks like. I call it the multi-headed hydra. So you have a multi-headed hydra and the, the various different heads are various different factions. These factions don't all agree with each other. They don't all like each other, but they are the ruling and dominating classes on this planet. I like to akin it more towards the War of the Roses, the, the Tudor Dynasty Wars, right? To where you have all different walks of life at that multi-headed hydrant, the table that they all sit at. You have the, the Satanists, the Luciferians, you have the, the abrupt evil. You have the, uh, the, the scientists, uh, the scientisms, the scientisms, right? Uh, the atheist, if you want to look at it like that. But then on the other side, you have the ones that are very spiritually inclined that, that don't want evil to happen. They don't want depopulation. They don't want this world to be fallen um, in this light. And they fought for a long time to try to keep balance among each other. And that balance has absolutely been challenged over the last many years, starting in 2017, 2016, with Donald Trump coming into the presidency. 
With that being said, is that if I was the good guys at that level of the faction, what I would be doing is attempting to dismantle all of the structure pertaining to the evil that exists at that level. And that's one thing that we've seen happen over the last many years is that that infrastructure has been systematically dismantled. And it was interesting because the dismantling of that infrastructure came at the same time that they were reorganizing that infrastructure for what's called the Great Reset, getting it ready and prepped to a point of where it was going to collapse on its own and they rise up with a new system. This brings about a massive point of vulnerability. I think that the good guys knew this and that if they could position themselves during that point in time to come in there to be that point, that focal point of destabilization that is contrary to the planned and the strategic aspect of it, then they could collapse the system of the evil system that was in place uh, before it ever rose up into its new infrastructure or at least weaken it to a large degree to where they rise up to a high point of, uh, of power and control and the old infrastructure just falls away. And I think that that's a lot of what we've seen. Now, one of the major strategies that was utilized to do that, at least on the global stage, was that of the, um, the reinforcement of the BRICS nations, Russia, China, India, Brazil, and the many other nations that have went in there. Now, it was a godsend that Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and many other countries have decided to join the BRICS nations. But it makes a lot more sense when you realize that in 2018, 19, and 20, Donald Trump traveled the world. And one of the things that he did is he went to every single country that is now a member of the BRICS. And from what we've heard, he negotiated various different treaties between them. He negotiated that, hey, look, you're going to leave the Western dominant society. You're going to go join BRICS and you're going to help build them up because this becomes that massive economic point of stability against the Western global order, which basically houses all of that evil on that other side of that uh, multi-headed hydra. And so we had the BRICS nations begin to rise up in power in 2019. And then you have organizations like the World Economic Forum, which are just kind of neutral on that global stage, although their implementation um, and, and through proxy, they try to implement their Marxist ideologies. But there was an um, article written in 2019 by the World Economic Forum called the New Silk Road Initiative. And this discussed China um, trade within the Silk Road area all the way into Eastern Europe and how it was going to be formulated over the next 20 years in this growing new um, economic dynamic that was being developed. Well, whoever read that must have understood it because that is exactly the way that the BRICS nations are being set up right now specifically. Now, the question comes about is, was that a ploy from the globalist to destroy Western society at the same time rising up the, the BRICS nations? Or was it something that naturally derived out of all of this? And I think that it was something naturally derived out of all of this. I think that there was two competing global regimes that met on the global stage for uh, global homogeny, right? Is that you have the BRICS nations and then you have the Western global order. In 2020, if you asked anybody, the Western global order would be the one who would rise up. And that was going to be the, the communo-fascist, Marxist, technocratic uh, police state, uh, one world government type of thing that was going to rise up out of all of this. That has now since been kind of curtailed, right? That the Western powers have lost massive amounts of influence around the world, primarily because of the economic non well the, the economic non-sanctions that came about through the utilization of the BRICS nations. Uh, Russia being one of the first ones to go around that, Iran now coming into picture, um, and North Korea coming around that and getting away from that that system showing other countries that they don't have to befall to the, the influence of the United States of America through economic sanctions, that they can rise up against them on a geopolitical nature by just joining forces with other countries that seemingly have a strong economic development amongst them. On the other side of the house, this also brings about a global war alliance 
in the sense of the BRICS nations versus the Western nations. Now, the Western nations still are a massive superpower um, in that light, even with Russia and China on one side. Although what we are seeing right now is, is that many years of proxy wars for the United States has really, really weakened its military infrastructure. Um, and this is coming to a point in a head to where a decision has to be made of what's going to happen in Eastern Europe. It has to. We are getting to that point where Marcon said the other day that, yep, they're going to send NATO troops into Ukraine. Putin didn't beg him, but basically said, that's a bad idea. Please don't do that. NATO Secretary General comes out and says, we never said we are going to do that. But Marcon don't care. We just had the U.S. authorize the utilization of F-16s for strategic strikes inside of Russia. Um, that's going to escalate it. We'll we'll look get into this war effort and kind of some things that happened today in a second. But I just want to bring the point out that this is escalated to a point of, of no turning back. And that's really the problem that we're seeing on the global stage is that we can see the next moves that they are going to utilize. We can see everything that they're going to do over the next six to 10 months. And you got to understand that they're not doing it because they care about the Ukrainian people or they hate Russia so much. They're doing it to protect their interests, to protect their power base. That all the things that we're seeing happening right now globally in the world is all about retaining the power uh, about hiding the secrets and the corruptions and continuing their reign of power of global homogeny. And this is where everything is falling apart because they don't want to give it up, but yet there's no other choice. Uh, the, the other side has won that side of the warfare. So over the next six to 10 months, we are going to see some massive changes here in the United States of America. Um, we are going to see the proxy war in Eastern Europe escalate to most likely World War III. We do believe that that's going to actually start in the Middle East, which we've seen the starting of the Middle East aspects of it already. Um, you have the synagogue of Satan, the synagogue of Satan over there, Israel, who is uh, waging warfare and genocide on uh, millions of people in the Middle East, and it's only going to be a matter of time before someone who's much bigger than Israel stands up and says that's enough. And we're getting to that point right now to where I believe Iran is most likely going to step in. And the problem is with Iran is that that is the one country that if they step in, the United States will immediately step in contrary side and side by Israel. Um, but depending on what happens in Eastern Europe and how this escalates could determine what happens over there as well. Now, coming back home is we're on the brink of social and cultural destabilization. We have massive points of this occurring right now, including the massive illegal immigration that is occurring in our country. I'm going to play a video for you, and I want you to listen to what Donald Trump says today about illegal immigration. And listen to the words that he expresses, the words that he uses and chooses. My good crime is taking over America. From his very first day, Joe Biden allowed an invasion of our country, resettling dangerous illegal aliens from all over the world into American communities to prey on our people. The latest victim of Joe Biden's premeditated border invasion is Lakin Riley. Last week, Lakin went out for her morning jog and never came back home. A Biden migrant has been charged with brutally attacking her, beating her, kidnapping her, and murdering her on the campus of the University of Georgia. This monster should never have been allowed in our country. He was released at Crooked Joe's orders and set loose into our country. The radical left Democrats then released him onto the public yet a second time after he was arrested in New York for injuring a child. How many more innocent victims must be harmed and how much more innocent blood must be spilled? until we stop this invasion, this horrible, horrible invasion, and remove these illegal alien criminals from our country. As President, I will carry out the largest domestic deportation operation in American history 
to remove Joe Biden's illegals and murderers, because that's what many of them are. They're from mental institutions, and they're from prisons from all over the world, from Africa, from Asia, from South America, from the Middle East, all over the world. Many of them come from prisons and mental institutions. It's very simple. If they don't go back to their countries, we will never get back our country. Thank you very much. We're so sorry to be talking about this to the parents. They're great people. Lake and Riley will be very, very sorely missed. This should never, ever happen again. Our country is being overrun by criminals, by murderers, by drug addicts. They're all coming in through Joe Biden's horrible open border. There's never been a border like this anywhere in the world at any time. He is a disaster as a president. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand how bad it is. It's so bad, the whole world is talking about it. There's never been a case like this. Thank you. Trump got a little emotionally heated there towards the end, and rightfully so. This man does care about our country, whether people want to believe that or not. But what did he do? He called them Biden migrants. He blamed the whole thing on Biden. Now go back to that aspect of presidential immunity. Hmm. I'm just saying is that I think that there's going to be a reckoning coming. Um, I don't remember who it was they were talking about. Once Donald Trump gets back in the power, they're all going to jail. And see, that's motivation for them to try to steal this next election. And they are going to try to steal this next election, guys. Got to remember, it's already rigged. Check this out. Here it comes. The Atlantic tells Democrats not to certify Trump's expected 2024 election win. In the event the Supreme Court allows Donald Trump to remain on the ballot in 2024 and he actually wins, the Atlantic, uh, a, a Democrat pundit there, is urging Democrats to refuse to certify the election with Trump as a winner, effectively blocking him from a second term. A recent hit piece in The Atlantic by Russell Berman entitled How Democrats Could Disqualify Trump If the Supreme Court Doesn't lays out a bold strategy for the left to basically stop the former president from getting reelected, even if we the people choose him over Joe Biden. Should the Supreme Court not resolve the question of Trump's eligibility, allowing Trump to win, Attorney Jerry says, it could come back with a vengeance after the election when Congress reconvenes the count to certify the votes of the Electoral College. Murray and other legal scholars say that absent clear guidance from the Supreme Court, a Trump win could lead to a constitutional crisis in Congress. Democrats would have to choose between confirming a winner many of them believe is ineligible or defying the will of voters who elected him. Their choice would be decisive as their victory in the House special election in New York Last week demonstrated Democrats have a serious chance of winning the majority in Congress in November, even if Trump recaptures the president on the same day. If that happens, they could have the votes to prevent him from taking office. And maybe that's a point that we're also going to talk about here. And so Molly Hemingway's here. The worst thing in the history of the world, punishable by death, is not voting to certify an election. Also, Democrats, we are conspiring right now to not certify the next election if our opponent wins. Think about that for a second. These people are willing to go that high level with treason simply because they didn't win. Number one is I, I understand what all of you are saying right now is that, yep, this is going to lead to civil war. Number two is that how in the fuck can we lose the Congress? There, there's no way in hell that we lose Congress in 2024. 2024, should, if you think about the general election, is Donald Trump is going to win the presidency, but somehow, um, you know, they're going to they're going to win majority of the Senate and, and Congress. Doesn't make much sense. And it doesn't. But you have to understand how these people operate. If they can't cheat to steal the general election, they're going to cheat to steal Congress and the power of Congress. That way they can tie Donald Trump up over the next four years or at least two years and keep them at bay. We cannot allow that. We cannot put our guards down this time. We cannot allow them to steal the congressional elections. We can't forget how important that those are. Okay. Now, what is going to happen here? 
these people are going to go all in. They don't care about treason because they're going to jail anyway, people. Remember that. They don't care about stealing this outright and committing treason because they're going to jail anyway. They're going to try to utilize their power and their voice in Congress to stifle Donald Trump's presidential election in January. And here's the logic, by the way. The same thing that many of us tried to do on January 6th by having our representatives basically put a vote of no confidence and saying that the states need to recertify their results is what they're going to try to do in 2025. Take that into consideration for a minute. It's called a coup. Oh. But see, the question is, is are we even going to have an election? Are we going into an, an election that's actually going to be viable and happen? Or is something going to happen after the election? Is is everybody waiting to see what happens after the election happens? Uh, we had Francis Macron the other day floats the idea of sending troops to Ukraine. European and NATO leaders shoot down his lunacy. Um, and I think that was a slip up by Macron. He was saying a private conversation publicly. Um, but we are seeing right now, and I'm going to pull this up. This was Russia last night. Those are intercontinental ballistic missiles that Russia is moving into strategic places. Russia is moving their nuclear weapons while the U.S. is here trying to determine if they should pay for all or most of the surgery of turning their troops into women. As sad and crazy as that sounds, that's the truth in the matter. The United States is cutting active duty rates, is cutting their recruitment rates because nobody wants to join the woke military. And Russia is taking nukes and putting them into the border positions and strategic positions around their country and other countries. You have to understand is that Russia isn't moving nukes because it wants to. It's doing that because it knows something's going to come about from all of this. And that should be the warning. NASA came out today with a warning. NASA warns of potential U.S. spacecraft and Russian satellite collisions. They're not warning you saying, hey, this possibly could happen. They're telling you that a U.S. spacecraft is most likely going to run right into Russian satellites and promulgate war. This whole space war aspect has been the height of conversation for the past few weeks now. And when NASA comes out and says, hey, we got U.S. spacecraft that might, that might run into Russian satellites, you have to understand how big the earth is and how big that orbital structure is. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible for satellites to run into each other, but when they do, it's not an accident. When a spacecraft under intelligent control runs into a satellite, that's not an accident. Understand that. And that would be an act of war against Russia if the United States did that. A few uh, few weeks ago, Texas Governor Abbott went ahead and decided to take back some land from Texas away from the federal government because of their shitty border policies and uh, went ahead and secured various different entry points in Texas at the border that had massive migrant inflows. Um, President or Governor Abbott and Texas secured those parts of the border, reducing the crossings in Texas by over 60% during that time frame. The United States government has fought back against it, even with the Supreme Court and losing multiple times over, just the Supreme Court allowing them to put the barbed wire back up. And uh, Texas had deployed National Guard assets after declaring a state of emergency to deal with the illegal immigration crisis and uh, kind of as a, a, I don't even want to laugh about it, but it's uh, you could have called this happening from a mile away because we did 
is watch another state of emergency is going to come to Texas at some point in time. And sure enough, we have this massive fire in the Texas panhandle that is moving downward south. That is prompting evacuations all throughout Texas, um, including uh, evacuations are now underway at the nuclear weapons facility amid approaching fast wildfires, causing them to halt operations. This is in Carson County, Texas. Um, this is, um, forgot the name of the, the facility. Oh, there we are. Pantex. And so currently evacuations are underway at the Pantex nuclear weapons facility in Carson County, Texas, due to rapidly spreading wildfires in the area. The facility located 21 miles east of Amarillo holds nearly 20,000 plutonium cores and is actively producing the B61-12 bomb and the W88 Alt-370 warhead. As a plant is responsible for assembling and disassembling America's nuclear arsenal, the plant has halted all operations because of the fire nearby. Um, some friends today said that uh, uh, they are evacuating, that there's a lot of uh, weird stuff going on over there, and that um, this is a serious situation. So Governor Abbott had to declare a state of emergency and reallocate resources that way. Um, man, I mean, if they need shit, I, I'll go, I'll go volunteer, but I know I've said that multiple times before. So in the sense of moves and counter moves, that is a great perspective of how that operates. Um, moving into the 2024 election, what we see is we see World War III being utilized as a fear propaganda campaign, as well as a um, as a geist to basically express if things are not going their way. On the other side is that we know illegal immigration, the surge of illegal immigrants over the border plays a major role in the destiny of the Democrats in this country and the promulgation of violence within our cities in the point of social and cultural destabilization. You got to remember is when shit hits the fan, the proverbial fan, and they need people to rise up against the American people. That's the army that they're building right now. And they need that inflow um, to be as massive as possible. So they cannot have any impedance, especially with governors who want to uh, um, you know, do counter moves against them. Another weapon in the arsenal of the globalists that they are utilizing right now that is coming back in full force is the vaccines. And we've talked about this for a long time. Now, it was Gert Vandenbosch who was on Dell Bigtree's podcast um, many, many years ago who warned of uh, how these mRNA vaccines are going to work and why they are so horrible. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have a compromised immune system within a human being. And it's not the problem with COVID or anything like that. The problem is, oh, excuse me, is that gives a methodology for other viruses to mutate within that vector and then become stronger and spread from that point when your body's immune system isn't allowed it to do its job. Um, we are coming into the point of that right now. And we knew that it was going to be very dangerous for people who were vaccinated, but it's going to be just as dangerous for you and me, the ones who aren't vaccinated, who do have strong immune systems, because we're going to deal with stronger viruses this time around. Now, Self-spreading vaccines are closer than you think. And we've talked about these various different aspects of self-spreading vaccines. Investigative reporter Jeffrey Jackson brought to light an alarming reality on the higher wire Thursday, the ability to vaccinate the entire world without uh, injecting large amounts of the population is upon us. And they're referring to self-spreading vaccines, a technology that was almost ready to be deployed for the coronavirus pandemic, but ultimately passed on for the mRNA injections instead. So there's a few different factors here. There's number one is they're putting these things in your food. They're putting it in livestock. They're putting it in mosquitoes that can bite you. Um, and they want to put it into the public water supplies. And the technologies allow these mRNA vaccines to replicate within your system once they are ingested people. I mean, literally, if they start putting this in the public water supply, that's it. Lock and fucking load. It's time to go. I mean, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. 
Like that shit needs to come down now. That system needs to come down. If they want to start putting in their food, it's it's time to rock and roll. The moment they move towards this type of shit right here, guys, it's over for humanity if we do nothing at that point. If we allow them to get a foothold and begin putting this type of shit in our food, our water, our air, it's over. We're done. We've lost. Humanity is done. And so as they begin to implement these programs, we need to get them shut down at all costs. There's no if, ands, or buts. There is no like, Josh, why do you got to be so so mean and always go towards that methodology of getting your guns out? Because it's that fucking time, people. If, if they're going to make those moves to start putting mRNA vaccines into water, food, and air to where you cannot stop it, that's war. That's bio-warfare. And that's being waged by them. That is lock and load, let's rock and roll, get your water purification. Yeah, Zeman, exactly. How can we confirm they aren't already? Exactly, my point. And then the mosquito things is a big thing as well, but there's only so much we can do. Um, and luckily for us, there's trillions upon trillions of mosquitoes in the world and only billions of them are being infected. So Florida Department of Health is now recommending detox programs for people who took the shots and instructing them how to utilize it. Not uh, kinase, uh, bromelain, which is from uh, pineapple and curcumin, uh, curcumin and turmeric ginger. Um, is also another uh, thing that they're they're talking about here. So um, Tenakawa et al. examined the effects of natokinase on the spike protein of the SARS-CoV-2. The first experiment, they demonstrated that spike was degraded in a time in the dose-dependent manner in the cell lysate preparation and could be analogous to the vaccine recipient. It's really over if the state is telling you. So, and I agree. Florida is telling you how to detox from the vaccine. Florida is a good state. I'm not going to lie. But the fact that Florida has to come out there and tell you how to detox from the vaccine, that should be a wake up call to everybody that this absolutely was a bioweapon and that it is still being perpetuated. And there's people out there right now who have no idea about any of this stuff, completely clueless to all of this stuff. Pope Francis, uh, days after Jacob Rothschild was um, has died, uh, Pope Francis has taken to the hospital yet again for tests after a public uh, sermon there. Is he going to be the next one that falls, the head of the Jesuits, the black pope masquerading as the white pope? Possibly. Absolutely. Ultra-processed food linked to 38 harmful effects on health, according to major reviews around the world. The UPS, ultra-processed food, is directly linked to 32 harmful effects of health, including higher risk of heart disease, cancer, type 2 diabetes, adverse mental health, and early death. <coughs> this, <clears throat> uh, the findings were published in BMJ, the British Medical Journal, and suggest uh, diets high in ultra-processed foods may be harmful to many elements of health and that humanity needs to take action um, incredibly fast before this becomes a global uh, epidemic. Well, it already has. And it's talking about epidemics and pandemics. Many people know I've been sick over the last uh, few weeks. I was sick, sick a few months ago. And this is, this is where it gets weird, okay? I've had COVID back in the day, and that thing was really weird. <clears throat> but it wasn't that bad. <clears throat> Excuse me. A few months ago, my daughter got sick at school, came home. And uh, it was weird. Uh, I, I Instead of a fever, I had a headache. And the headache was really, uh, it hurt bad. And it, it got worse with the cough. Uh, body chills that ache in every single injury you've ever had in your life. That went away. But I always 
right afterwards, I always had this like persistent cough that would come back at nighttime. And it was like in the center of my lungs. And it was just a little bit of phlegm that sat in there. And I just could never get out. And during the nighttime, it always rise up. And there it was. Well, a few weeks ago, my, half of my daughter's class was out sick from school. And uh, luckily, my daughter wasn't sick at that point in time. But on the weekend, she became sick. Um, she was down for about four days, a good four to five days. Um, about three days in, I realized that I was starting to get sick, but it was weird because it was that one single spot of, of mucus that I had in my lungs that I could feel it start to spread from as if it was dormant and something called it up. I'm, I'm, I'm explaining to you guys. Yeah. It's like a hairball that you can't cough up. You're right. Nate. Exactly. And, and it started spreading from that one point, and that's how I started to get sick again. I did a whole bunch of different uh, meds and uh, vitamins, and I no more headache, no more body chills. Um, my I, I feel a lot better, except for this cough, which is still persistent. It's still there. I was talking to uh, Dr. Christiane Northrup the other day, and she gave me some advice, told me to go grab some things. I'm going to go grab those things. Um, but then I was talking to my mother, and my mother was telling me about a friend of hers who was recently in the hospital with COVID uh, just last week. And she called her daughters and said, don't come visit me in the hospital. This place is crazy. It's off the hook right now. And the, the rooms were overflowing. There was people in the hallway sitting down. They were setting up screening areas outside of the hospital areas. And this is just one hospital. Uh, another one of her friends was at another hospital. Same situation. I just saw some things from friends today who uh, have seen people who were in the hospital. Same situation. The hospitals are preparing for another pandemic. Hospital rooms are overflowing right now with two different types of viruses. One is a gastrointestinal virus that is coming about that's causing diarrhea and mass vomiting uh, and the norovirus. And another one is this unidentified virus that they have no idea what it is, but it has persistent fevers that they cannot stop. Guys, disease X is already here. We said six months ago, 12 months ago, that this is going to land around the March timeframe. Now, here's the thing of why you're not hearing about it in the mainstream media. They want it to build up to a critical mass to where everybody's already infected. The pandemic's already occurring. And then they call it a pandemic instead of doing it beforehand. You got to remember next month, April, is when the World Health Organization votes on the pandemic treaty. They want to get this passed as fast as possible. Now, how do they do that? They have to have the whole world in a pandemic situation, and they probably already released it months ago and allowing it to build up globally, allowing enough people to get sick, and then they will call a pandemic when the hospitals are overflowing and there actually is a case for it. I believe that the biowarfare has already begun, guys, and that whatever this virus is, it's nasty. Okay. If people are immunocompromised, if people are elderly um, and immunocompromised to like, like, like how COVID affected them, this is going to be a very, very difficult one for them. Stock up on your mushroom supplements. I've been taking mushroom supplements every day. Stock up on your mushroom supplements. Stock up on your freaking, your vitamins, your selenium, your magnesium, your zinc, your vitamin C, vitamin C. Uh, so, and I'm going to give people a tip of advice here. With this one, um, this virus that I, I had, whatever this was, oregano oil works wonders. It kicked, so the body aches, the fever, all that stuff, kicked to the side of the road almost instantly with oregano oil. My son and me, okay? Oregano oil, take it in the pill form. The cough is a little harder and difficult to get used to. Um, but after it, it subsides, it's really, it's not that bad, but it's still there and you can tell it's there and it can come back at any point in time. So they might even use this for what's coming next to the kind of curtail the election. And maybe this is why the billionaires are by building bunkers all around the world. 
Why are billionaires selling off stocks and building massive survival bunkers? Jeff Bezos, JP Morgan's Jamie Dimon, Meta's Mark Zuckerberg have all sold big chunks of shares in their own companies. Bezos is way out in the front after offloading 50 million shares at Amazon in just nine trading days in this month, pocketing an estimated $8.5 billion. Zuckerberg cashed out almost 1.8 million shares of his social media empire for more than 400 million in the last two months. JP Morgan's Diamond joined the club this month, jettisoning about 822,000 shares of the bank he leads for about 150 million. Um, we know Zuckerberg and Bezos had both uh, started basically producing their own doomsday bunkers. Uh, Sam Altman and Peter Thiel um, are two of these other people that are out there building their doomsday bunkers and supplying this. Why? What do these people know that we don't know? Well, they don't know anything that we don't know because we know exactly what's going on. Is there is either a war, a world war coming, another pandemic coming, um, social destabilization and, and social unrest, um, solar storms up the yin yang, or all of the above are, are going to happen in the midst of the next decade. And I think that it's all of the above are going to happen in the midst of the next decade. Um, so with that, get ready, buckle up, prepare, be ready for when that all comes about people. Something we predicted, another thing that we predicted has happened. We talked about, uh, the death of Elaine Chow's sister a few weeks ago. And I said that this was a shot across the bow to Mitch McConnell by somebody, uh, that there is some restructuring going within the globalist units and that Mitch McConnell most likely will be stepping down soon. And today we find that longtime Senate minority leader, Republican Mitch McConnell, will be stepping down from his position as leader in November. Um, and most likely he will pull out of Senate after that. Um, an Illinois judge has ruled that Donald Trump is uh, a name has to be taken off the ballot. This has absolutely zero legal precedence. We'd have no idea why, um, but uh, pretty sure the Illinois Supreme Court will reinstate it. It's stupid to even think about it like that. That's the kind of the news for the day. I wasn't going to report on the James O'Keefe stuff. I thought that was kind of stupid. It's like they are just like pulling straws for content out there. But I did want to give that heated warning about the next pandemic. It's already started, guys. Disease X is already here. That's right. Oregano pills and garlic. Um, you can get the garlic tablets. It's a thousand, the oil of a thousand cloves, or it's um it's concentrated cloves in garlic. And they they're they're pungent, okay? But you take one of those in oregano oil, and that'll just kick about just about anything else out of you. Uh, so try that on for size. Stock up on your meds, stock up on your survival supplies. My Patriot Supply is one place that you can go for that, redpills.tv slash Patriot. If you're interested in getting the mushroom supplements, redpills.tv slash mushroom, redpills.tv slash coffee. You can get the coffee version of it. Um, or you can also get it for your pets, redpills.tv slash pets. Um, check that out. And it will be like, I think today is the, the last two days right now, because today's, this is a leap year to get your orders in, uh, before it's like goes resets to like the next two weeks of shipping. So if, uh, I think if you get your orders in with pet club, three, uh, three, two, six, two, four, seven, two, four, seven, um, you can probably get them shipped out fairly earlier than you would if you waited till like March 1st when the whole new cycle begins and then you have to wait two weeks. So that's redpills.tv slash mushroom. Go check that out guys. And then don't forget to go on over and subscribe to us at redpills.tv, redpills.tv. And if you want to support us in any way, shape or form, there's ways to do that there. All the stuff that we talked about is linked up there as well in the top menu bar. There's ways to donate to us through cash app, give, send, go campaigns. But the best way is to go on over to socialredpill.com. Another way to get there is, um, redpills.tv slash social. I think that should take you there. Redpills.tv slash social. And that should take you to social red pill. Um, I'm probably wrong. Nope, I'm right. Yep, redpills.tv slash social 
It's one of the best ways to support us is go on over there, get a subscription. I've had a few people reach out about the annual subscriptions. If you are interested in that 20% discount with an annual subscription, just message me, hit me up, message me. I will get you um, those links over there for the people that just came to me this last week. I will get them out there. I have to special make all these links. So I will get those out to you. But other than that, guys, much love, respect. God bless you. You take care. Have a great night. Tomorrow night, we got Ashton Forbes. We're going to be talking about uh, some big conspiracies that are happening right now in our world. And then David Whitehead, Friday night on Conversations on the Fringe. Much love, respect. God bless. Take care. Have a great night. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon.